Golf, unfortunately, is a game of losers, and I hate losing. We just want to win every week. Highland presents pro golfer Xander Shoffley on his X Factor, teamwork. I focus a lot on teamwork because it makes my job easier. When you surround yourself with the right people and the right support, it actually makes performing at a higher level easier. To find your X Factor, go to highland.com, H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash X Factor. Control the high cost of medical care by joining a community of people that will not only share your beliefs, but also share your eligible medical expenses in your times of need. Visit libertyhealthshare.org for more information. Discover the power of sharing. What's going on, good people? Boy, today is a day. Good people, good people. We gonna start it running like that, all right? Lord Jesus, you know we live. My God, my God. It's been a long day. We have, on the line with us, we have Determined Marie. Determined Marie, can you say something? Determined Marie on the line coming at you. Shout out, good people, good people. Okay, okay. We got Anton on the line. Go what ahead, up, what up, what up? It's another great day in paradise. Gotta love it to live it. There it is. And we got Corey. Talk to me. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing today? Where the monsters at? There it is. And right here with me in the studio to my right, we have Tony. Tony, talk to him. What's up? There it is. We got Elena over here. Talk to him. Good people, good people. What's up? We got Dante, a.k.a. Dr. Corey in the building. What's up? Go say something to the people, man. What's going on? <laughs> And, of course, you have me, Angel, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing a Season 2 recap right now. We're going to talk about the Season 2 episodes that we had. We're going to find out what episodes these individuals participated on. We're going to talk about how it impacted them, what they saw post-episode in life that may have that they can go back on and utilize the episode as an example as to why the Angels Online exists right now. We'll also discuss current events that are going on in society right now that focus on life circumstances that hit everyone. So what we're going to do is I'm going to run down the episodes for you people. Episode one, communication. Two was teen pregnancy. Three was sexual assault. Four was a single parent. Five was bullying. Six was peer pressure. Seven was the fatherless child. Eight was LGBTQ. And nine, youth mental health. 
Now, we're going to start with those on the line. Don, um, Anton, tell me what episode did you participate in on Angels Online? So, I the fatherless episode. Okay. Determined Marie, can you tell me what episode you were on? I participated in teen pregnancy. Teen pregnancy, correct. Anton, wait a minute. I believe you were on the single parent. And the well, I should have been on the father's episode, too. Yes. Look at that. And then, Corey, what episode did you participate in? I was on the uh, single parent episode. The single parent episode. Episode four. All right. Tony, what episode were you on, son? Youth Mental Health. Youth Mental Health, episode nine. Elena was not on an episode. She is a special guest in here today for other things that we were discussing, but she will also discuss the episodes as well as she has been looking at them. Dante, what episode were you on? I was on uh, no single parent bullying peer pressure fatherless child. I think I was there. Yeah. Uh, LGBT and youth mental health. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to open it up. And my name is Angel, and I was on every episode, as we all know. I mean, make sure y'all use these bells and use this. I am Angel, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. We're going to make some shape. Now, um, my question is to everyone, did you feel heard? How did the episode that you were on impact you? And we're going to start with this young man over here to my right. Tony, how did your youth mental health episode that you chose, how did you feel after that episode? I felt more open, I guess. More open? Yeah. Safe space? Now you're more open? Yeah. Good, good. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Um, Dante, how do you feel about the episodes you were on, post-episodes and the Angels Online? Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, holistically, like, in a group? How, however you want to put it, okay. sir. We got to get a people well, what mean, they want. You, you you occupied a lot of my time with all these episodes, so to give a one answer <laughs> would be very, <laughs> very difficult to do. No, but um, I don't know. I, I feel that I I uh, I feel that I offered um, pretty good insight, both clinically and from experience, to most of these issues. Uh, I feel that most people on those episodes did learn something. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they came or le- left rather uh, with different perspective and answers to questions that they came with. I'm trying to be serious today. You know what? That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get up people what they want. <laughs> Anton. Very good. Elena said she Very was convinced. Good. Very good. <laughs> Anton, tell me about your episode. How did it affect you post episode, sir? Yo, so I was on a single parent episode, and I have to say, it gave me a great time to, to reflect on not myself, but also the situation that a lot of people don't get to see from a, a single father, a single father's perspective. Um, I definitely felt like I was hurt, and I definitely felt like I was speaking to a lot of men who were in a situation similar to me. So it was a great episode. Thank you. Thank you. Corey, what about you? Similar to what Anton said, I was also on the single parent episode. Um... I feel like it's a topic that doesn't get discussed a lot. I like shined on it. Not so much of the struggles that us single dads um, go through, but I feel like it's uh, some kind of insight to maybe the up-and-coming parents or maybe even the parents who haven't decided to conceive a child yet, but they could have a chance to 
any type of foreshadowing or any type of advice. I feel like the episode really shined a lot of light on what we go through on a daily basis, being single parents. Not only that, both of you are single fathers. You know, yeah, single father. And that's amazing, actually, because, you know, I don't think you, the men who are single fathers get a lot of credit sometimes, you know. So I commend both of you men for being on that episode, opening yourself up to the people of the world, opening yourself up to the youth and these young men out here who want to become up-and-coming parents and think it's just a game. But it's not a game because then we start a whole stigmatism where these kids are, are, are single-parent households. So thank you for that. Determined Marie, teen pregnancy, tell me where you heard. How did you feel about your episode post-episode? After doing that episode, I felt like I was an advocate for many young men and women out who were teen parents, and I'm just happy that I had a voice for others to hear. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Welcome to the Angels Online, ladies and gentlemen. Voice of the unheard. You got to get up people what they want. Good people, good people. We're going to run it down, and we're going to talk about these episodes, how you saw examples of these episodes in life, what you're looking at, and we're going to start with communication. What what did you see in life even after after the episode of the Angel Online about communication? That was episode one. In the workplace, uh, in a school, Tony, in a school with your teachers, we're going to include everybody who you deal with on a daily basis. Communication, I don't care who we start with. We rolling with it, open dialogue. Let's talk about it. Atlanta, communication. Let's talk about communication, y'all. All right. Well, for me, um, growing up, my communication was very low because a, a lot of people didn't, like, hear me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Um, I would say my parents, I felt ignored. Okay. Shut down a lot. So me communicating now is me giving my kids now that opportunity to speak freely and communicate with me so that... We are on the same page. That's what are we about? Giving the kids the information now, juvenile awareness, so we can make these juveniles aware, and also now further make these parents aware mm-hmm. who are yes. not or who fail to want to listen. You know, you got to do it because this is our future. Somebody's gonna be sitting in my seat in twenty five years. It might be this young man. Who knows? But he at least he can say, you know what? I learned about that when I was fifteen. I was on the Angels Online. Because we didn't have all this back then. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else want to talk about communication? What you've dealt with, what you've heard, what you've seen in regards to communication in the workplace? I feel like you're looking at me because you want me to talk. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm just you're just in front of me. <laughs> oh no, um, not necessarily in the workplace because I run it right. I'm right, a boss, so I don't. Come people on, want to listen when I talk. But in my personal uh, life, with regards to communication, I always feel like I'm perfect, right? Um, but I know an area that I lack in is expressing myself, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like so so often I just talk and then people listen and do what I say. Mm-hmm. But when it, it's it's a different type of communication when you're expressing what you feel, right? Come on, uh, come on. You know, because you open yourself up to it's it's bilateral. Come you on, tell them how you feel. You expect a response. So transparency. I've been trying to get better on expressing the things that make me uh, mad, right? Uh, make me sad. Um, and then in turn also make me happy, right? So it's very difficult to do that. I, I I find myself having to convince myself to do it, like check myself, so to speak. So like if I feel myself getting upset, whereas my natural reaction would be to just, you know, say, say, F say it, whatever, right? Right. And just shut down and be in pursuit of silent treatment. Ooh. But I'd be like, you know what? Come on, Doc. 
you know, uh, express that, you know, this person don't deserve that. Because what happens is, as, I don't have kids, but I know that as parents, like, you know, we, we like to do the silent treatment. And for I know how clinically how a child receives that. So th- th- there's implications that come along, along with that. But I won't get into that. But I'm trying to be more vocal in expressing the things that piss me off. Right. You know, or or make me happy. So to speak. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I'll yeah. go last. Anybody on anybody <laughs> on the line? Anybody on the line? No communication? Y'all okay. Tony, talk to me. How's communication? How's it looking for you? Good. It's it's good. Talking to Mike, sweetheart. There you it's go. It's good. Uh I mostly communicate with my mom. Okay. So I don't have any communication with problems with my mom we like we understand each other we know what we're saying how's in the school and teachers they they understand good they know they mostly look around like how we behave uh huh they're not really into like if we're really like how can I say like socializing with everybody else because you know people have different friend groups Mm -hmm. some people don't have same classmates and stuff like that Overall, it's good. Good, good. Communication, I deal with it 24-7, seven days a week, all day. <laughs> um, everything that I do is communication, whether it's at the work or dangers online. I, my job is to communicate. And what I try to do a lot of times is listen, because that's what I advocate for, a voice of the unheard. So that's one thing I try to do better. And even in all my relationships, you know, ev- everybody you deal with is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't understand what a relationship is, I need you to look it up. <laughs> Because it's imperative to know what it is. And every relationship, the communication will be different. And the vibes will be different, you know. And so my job is to make sure I understand the relationship that I have with that individual in particular. So that way I communi- com- communicate effectively with them. And that they can understand me and I understand them. I want to receive their message. I want to listen to it and not just listen to respond. I want to listen to digest what they're saying and understand it that's before it. I respond, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's that's a big thing. Um, in the workplace and everything, and, and when I'm talking to kids, when I'm talking to kids, you know, I want to hear what you have to say. They have something to say. They may not be able to articulate it like him because they need about five more years or like you or like you, you know what I mean? But I know what they're saying. I can take what they're telling me and put it in adult, term, adult terms and say, this is what they're trying to say, and they need to be heard, and I'm going to acknowledge that. So that's important. Um Teen pregnancy. Let's talk about teen pregnancy episode. That's uh, Determined Marie. Has anybody seen it occur or post-episode? Has anybody seen an, a, a, a teen teen mom? Okay. You're in high school. Talk to us. Talk to us on the mic, baby. So for teen pregnancy, I have, like, on my dad's side, most of my cousins got pregnant by the time they are like, 16, 17. Oh, okay. So... They don't like mess with their mom and dad anymore. Like it's completely just them, their kid, and who their partner, whoever they're with. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they're doing everything by themselves. I'm not in contact with my cousins, but I do every once in a while. Do see them, and I can tell they kind of go through a struggle. I can just tell by the face expression. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you had help being a teen that's pregnant, it would be different. Mm -hmm. You get help, it would be easier for you to, like, you could go back to school instead of, like, dropping out. Right. It would be easier to work hours Mm -hmm. to provide for yourself and the family that you have at the Mm -hmm. moment. 
And yeah. So so tell me this, as a young man, as a young teen man, does that help you realize that how the stipulations would be and would change if you were to get a female pregnant? Yeah. If you were to become a teen father. So you're learning from you know, are you learning from those examples that you're seeing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I that's am. wonderful. Wonderful. Um, anybody um, on the line, Corey? Have you seen some teen parents? Have you have you experienced it or anything? Teen parenting, um, not so much. I can't say that. Okay. I can say that I've seen. I don't feel like ma- fully mature parents. Come on. I don't know if that okay. if, can I categorize that as teen parenting. Hey, listen, open dialogue. And, and, and so their mentality is teen between teen parent like, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'll take that, Angel, and I'll run with it. And sure. I'll even say that the things or the entertainment that they find to do with their time, they try to roll it over with being a parent as well, but the two don't match. Come on, I like, understand. Like, it. And see, I don't know, and I, I say this, look, to get a little deeper into it, all that, like when you're a teenager, you don't fully understand the responsibilities or you don't fully understand the consequences of your actions. Like say, um, I right, you got a job, you go out on the weekend, make sure you spend the money on the weekend, that's fine. Wait, Corey, now, check, your, eight, check your phone for me, make sure your phone is good to go, it's kind of cutting, it's kind of choppy. Let me see. While he's checking that, I'll go. Uh, go ahead. I'll start by. You back on? I can hear go you. Ahead, Anton. You can cut in. I was just saying, like, the party lifestyle or the entertainment, how you find entertainment for yourself when you're young or when you're in your 20s. We'll even go as far as that. But the mentality is for yourself more so responsibility of adding a child into that equation like you can't go do all the stuff that you wanted to do even if it's something minor like just hanging out with the boys or something you can't do that i mean you can but it won't be the same once you add a child into that equation and once you become a parent i got you thank you dante dante was about to chime in go ahead dr carl yeah i was was gonna speak to the situation that you and i both encountered uh, yes, yes, yes. Come on, let's talk you know, about it. Where the young lady was determined to sign up. <laughs> so, <laughs> good people, good people. You know what? Do, do that. you do you want to speak? Okay, you know, I'll okay, go. I, 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 I can if you want me to. No, we can both go. So, oh, go I, I joined you right at right? an event at Confluence. Yeah. Academy, we were uh, promoting the uh, program. Yeah. Uh, teen pregnancy was one of the things that was uh, advertised and discussed. Uh, there with the young lady, right? And yeah. She approached the table, right, 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 it with the uh, in a peculiar form, correct, uh, so to speak. Very uh, much so. Yeah, no heavy on it. And um, we asked her. Uh, well, the suggestion, an observation was made yes. uh, that her stomach was protruding a little bit further out than the norm. The norms, right? So naturally, the question would be posed: Hey, young lady, right? Are you are you pregnant or whatever? And she said. No. <laughs> right. And, and immediately I said, oh, no problem, no problem. Well, we have this program that we're trying to start, you know, and, and, and you know, we, we discuss teen, we discuss pregnancy, we just I sign up. Immediately. 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 So I'll, I'll sign up. know that she was interested in whatever help that she can get. 
She was interested in whatever knowledge, skills, abilities, whatever we could bring to the table. She was ready for it. Okay. You know, so you know what we, because once she said no, we said, okay, no problem. <laughs> well, this is what we're offering. Here's further information because it's for any and everybody. We're going to prepare you like we're preparing Tony. I'll sign up. <laughs> you know, so we just, you know, it, it worked out that way. But we, we witnessed it. This is but it just speaks, that speaks to the stigma of she was obviously too embarrassed to admit Correct. The fact that she's pregnant despite the obvious the obvious signs. So she was. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. But oh. but who knows before we got there, how she was talked upon, talked about. You know how, how, how her house, mm-hmm. her, her her structure at home is. Is she being judged? You mm-hmm. know all these things that create someone to shut down. Mm-hmm. That cause someone to shut down. You know, and so that's why you know we have a safe space. Um, Anton or uh, Determined Marie, do you have anything? Give you a few seconds. It looks like there's a delay on uh, on our on our phone system, so I'm gonna wait a couple seconds for you. Hey, I'm here. Are we still talking about the communication topic, or are we switching up? We switched to teen pregnancy, but I don't think you you got any. You got any examples of seeing yeah. any teen pregnant people? Um, yeah, I've seen that consistently. You know, in our culture, teen pregnancy is a big thing. Um, it's almost a considered a norm at this point um, because our culture is so hypersexualized. So I think the biggest thing now is education towards it, making sure that the young ladies and the young men make the right decisions now. And I love the fact that you had the episode because you can be a voice of information at the minimum to, you know, to teach those struggles, to teach those different uh, situations being exposed helps one child to you know make a better decision is, is a great deal. So yeah, I think education on um, everything is much better. I think as a culture we have to stop hypersexualizing our children. Come on, somebody, somebody better talk to me. Determine Marie. Oh, we got a delay. We gonna wait a couple seconds. Um, by me being a uh, single teenage pregnant mom. I made sure that my children didn't become a product of that environment. So none of my children were really teens, you know, teens when they had their children, which only two of them have children. But I say that to say that I'm proud of the outcome. I raised all three of them as a single parent. And I just feel like Anton said he has become the norm, but it needs to be talked about and not ignored. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's talk about and it. They should not be scrutinized. They're still human because they make people make mistakes. I just think they're unaware of the of contraception and the struggles because their families don't talk to them about it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a, something in all communities, not just in the African American society, but all societies, ages, backgrounds. You, uh, income doesn't play a part in it. Ignorance plays a part in it because they do Come not know. So we teach our children better to do better. Correct. You know, I sat in a room last night. I was on a you teach them to do better. They'll know better and they'll be able to make better decisions. Right. That's my viewpoint on that on that topic right there. Thank you. She's, Thank you. She's spot on. She's spot on. I was at uh, Washington University last night. I sat on a panel to discuss sexual health and the stigma around sexual. You know, sex period. So, mm. do you know, first of all, myself and the St. Louis Health Department uh, mm. director were the only African-Americans there. Mm. The room was filled. It was like 
120 some people there, all young white kids, wow. right? Talking about how, you know, the older people, right, on the panel were discussing that they, they this position was our society, like the young man said, is over sexualized. And then the young people was like, no, you are saying that as, a, as an excuse to not discuss it, which is sending us out into a world ignorant. Of, of 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 all things created or all things concerning sexual behavior, uh, both healthy sexual uh, behavior and activities, and you know the risk factors associated with those. So I think the discussion definitely needs to take place. I know growing up, you know, in a in a church household, you were taught to not have sex before marriage or whatever. But that's not reality. These kids out here smashing. Come on. So Come you on. need to make them aware of the consequences, or if they're going to do it, the healthy decisions around it, like you know, to prevent. All the things that they showed us when we were growing up, all those pictures, those scare tactics they used, that doesn't work anymore. You have to teach these kids, like, this is the risk factor if you do it irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. But this is also what happens if you do it responsibly. It's like, it's an activity. Sex is a recreational activity. Come on. And it's also used to have have kids, right? So you can't just make it seem like, oh, it's a bad thing and they shouldn't. We shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't discuss it because it's only reserved for adults who want to have kids. No. No, no ma'am. Heavy on the note. These were, <laughs> these were 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old college students who was like, no. No, we're, we're, we're very active. We're responsible in our activity, but we're very active. And our parents never told us about it. We had to learn from our peers. Come on. From movies. Huh. You know what I'm saying? The internet. No. Huh. We need to equip our kids ourselves. So they go out and make responsible decisions. And, and instead of, and not to speak down on this, end up as a teen, you know, with a child. I mean, that's a that's a result of, of, of I don't say ill-preparedness because I don't want to speak holistically to the situation. But we need to prepare, like, our young people before we send them out so they don't necessarily come or be come a part on. of this situation. So. Come on. And like she said, if you know better, you'll do better. Yeah. How can you get mad at a child who became a teen mom or a teen father when you refuse to address it mm-hmm. and acknowledge it and mm-hmm. have a conversation yeah. with them? Yeah. Normalize a conversation in a household. That's yeah. what we talk yeah. about. Yeah. Give them the tools and the information that they need now so they're successful later on. And if they do become a teen parent, guess what? They already know what the heck they getting ready and getting mm-hmm. in, getting into because you already told them. A decision if was made. If I'm giving you the information now, it is now your responsibility. You have to take accountability for your actions. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's all. That's it. If you ready to lay down, have fun because he said it's recreation. It's a recreation. I'm not having no kids. Well, yes. I'm having recreational activity. Okay, I don't Very. have no kids. Very. It definitely. Is. I mean, come on. I mean, well, I don't want to. Let's move we on. We digress. We'll move on. Let's move on. We'll yeah. move on. Now let's talk about, we'll go back, because Determine Marie mentioned this, how she was a single parent. The single parenting, that episode right there, that and the fatherless child episode, we can go with it all together, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm looking every day at kids ages 5 through 10, 5 through 9, who are either a single parent household or a fatherless child. And these are little kids, and it affects them. The single parent, these mothers, they struggling. Because a lot of times, it is the mother. Rarely is it the father, which is why I commended these two men with us right now. Because these single parents, let's think about your child want to be active, right? Sports, mm-hmm. band, dance, mm-hmm. all these things. But you got to go to work, right? In the morning, they go to school. Mm. You get out of school, now you got to take these kids to practice. But wait, you also have to prepare dinner for the other kids who are not in these extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. You also have to provide transportation Speak. You know, to, that you might not have. 
So now you have to create connections with the people that play on the team as well. Speak it has, on it. it. And it takes a village. If it so gets that all, far. If, if it gets that far, because <laughs> that's if the parent doesn't give up and be like, listen, I ain't going to be able to do it. Correct. I can't afford to do it. Yep. I ain't got no ride. I ain't got no help. Where your daddy at? Where your... This is life. And these single parents, and let's, let's hope the single parent ain't a drug addict. Mm. Let's hope the single parent's not a drug addict, and then it goes on to the kid. So then when the kid go to school, this single parent, the kid get in trouble at school. I can't come pick him up. I can't come get him. We got 1,600 kids in this school, ma'am. We need you to come pick him up. But you can't pick him up, but you're not providing that structure at home, and you want to do your own extracurricular activities and send this kid to school like this is our responsibility to raise him. No, it takes a village. We will help raise him because we're here to teach him. That's what school's about. Look here. <laughs> Go ahead. Somebody wanted somebody can chime in on a single parent. Talk to me, fellas. Anton, I want to start with you. Yeah, let me um I, I was coming for you. You know, I was right here. I'm ready. No, uh, come on. I like the men <laughs> so the reason, men a platform, baby. Come on. The reason I love tapping in on an episode is like you stated before, a lot of the times eighty nine percent of the time it's the women who are keeping the men out of the situation for one reason or another. Um but I think what we need to teach our culture for sure is that the dynamic of a father and a mother to the child is needed. Um both parents are always needed. There's so much that you can get from your father and so much you can get from a mother that most people don't seem to understand. It's like almost psychological what they absorb from us. Um, I can use a prime example. I was just talking to um, a young lady and we were talking about children and she let her son go live with her father. And a lot of people were shunning her for that. And she said that she realized that eight years old, oh, he's about to be developing and he's growing faster than I was expecting. So he's about to be start becoming a man. And there's lessons and there's energy that I can't teach him. She said she tried to intimidate her son and he's almost as tall as her. So, you know, he looked at her like she was crazy. And that, that level of intimidation alone, every boy knows this, and every man can tell you to this day, there's always that intimidation when it comes from a boy to a man. There's a level of intimidation that a woman will never be able to possess. My sons will never, ever, ever try me because I have that. It's because I'm a male. That's it. Mm-hmm. They will try that mother all day long. But because I am a male, there there's a, a window there. There's a ceiling that we use that to prevent them from going out into the world and being something else and going out to the world and being horrible. A lot of women try and try and try. I give all my black women and, and any women in general, I give them credit for being single women and being single mothers. But they have to understand that you can't keep the father away because there's going to be that ceiling in which they can break through with a woman, but they cannot break through with a male because there's a level of intimidation, there's a level of energy that we provide to a child that will always keep a child in check. And I, I preach, I preach, I preach about it, but I want more women to, if you can't involve the father, then involve positive male role models. Because to be a single mother is tough as hell. I grew up with single mother. I saw it. And luckily, I tell my mother all day, I love you. You did a great job keeping me alive. But the men who you put around me are the reason I'm a man I'm today. Mm. There were basketball coaches mm. in place. There were uncles in place. Mm. There were other positive male influences in place to make me the man who I am. It wasn't my mother. She couldn't raise me to be a man, but she at least put me around enough men to where I could see what a man looked like, and I could, I could absorb that. So good. I tell all single mothers, find a good positive man. I think I even spoke about this in the episode. So I'll leave it with that. I love it. I love it. I freaking love it. That's heavy. Heavy, heavy. And top, top tier 
communication right there that you just gave the world. You just oh gave the people. Because you got to give the people what they want. And you know what? When we say if a man can't be there, it could be um, incarceration. It could be they want to choose the streets. They don't want to make that change when they have kids. They want to take that other way out. You know what I'm saying? But put a man in their life. He didn't He didn't exempt men. He, you know, he didn't just say, he said, if the father can't be there for some reason, because there are many reasons. Domestic violence, let's talk about it. You know, yes, all these yes, all these yes, reasons yes, yes. that men can't be around. Oh, because they can't be with the woman, so they like, okay, the hell with these kids. And they want to go raise Back. somebody else's kids, get another woman. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Understand the understand what you're putting on your child, though, and they start self-blaming mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're kids, and they don't understand how to accept that when they see you dealing with somebody else. And again, I remind you that season two was brought to you by the youth because a young lady said that. She said, my father left, but I don't know where he is but i saw him on facebook with his new family and they have kids my age mm. i don't know i don't know what i can do or whatever but a little girl's crying for her daddy low key but she expressed it to angel and i heard it so you know what we have the fatherless child episode thank you to her and a couple other youth boys that said they were becoming men and they don't know what to do in certain situations and circumstances and so it's very it's important they can't to relate them. to it right and it's important to keep these positive men around you know i have luckily for me i have positive men in my life you know what i'm saying that i had even growing up even though my dad was in prison you know i had positive men in my life because as a young lady i need men in my life i need to know how i need to be treated mm-hmm. you you gonna respect angel mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because i'm gonna call them and they gonna say wait a minute huh they gonna be looking like what and that's so important anton thank you for your response mm-hmm. Does anybody else want to chime in on a single parent? You know, Elena, what's up? Do you, you have something for the... Single mom over here. Hey. Oh, hey. Come on here. Come on. All right. Four children. Come on. One of the fathers is incarcerated, okay. but I promise he's active. I don't Come know on. how he pulling this off, but <laughs> it's the village. Come on. If it's not uncle, it's grandpa. If it's not grandpa, it's the basketball coach. And I make sure that I hold him accountable and I make sure that he holds himself accountable yes. when, when he's just, you know... Feeling himself. Come on. But baby. <laughs> come on. Let me tell y'all. Let, 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 Preach let to me us, man. We here for it. Give us what we want, good people. Two of my children have the same father and they are going through exactly what you just said. Uh acting out because we just separated. And of course we don't notice it, but I just want to put out there for everybody who is just ending a relationship to make sure that you all still show your kids mm-hmm. that you can still play the get along. Mm. Come on. Come if on. you just show them just that much that, okay, while we're around, we're cordial. Mm-hmm. Now you can hate me tomorrow, dislike me whenever, but make sure that you all are on one accord when it comes to your kids. Mm-hmm. Stop allowing these men to be missing out because you're upset with yes. them. Allow them to be in because you can't play both sides. This is I, I, I hate to see this, but I see it a lot. You want to play victim, but you want that man around at the same time. Pay for this, you, pay for that. I want you to pay for all these, but you can't see your but baby. You ain't, you ain't doing I want you to come get them when I want you to. Terrible. But when you need them, I, 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 I'm not giving them to you. Like, come on. This is for the men and the women. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, let me see. My other one. We, okay, see, I got one of them fathers. But he may not be as active as he would like to. But I still make sure that I include him. There we go. So that you know, even though you're struggling, 
I want you to still know that I'm still going to support and make sure that whenever you do come for your child, that here, here she go. Right. Whenever you need her. Right. Right. Because sometimes you just don't know what men are going through in life mm-hmm. also. Because they have this stigmatism. They got to be hard. Okay. They, they don't tell everybody nothing. And, and see, on. and that's where we miss them. Yep. And and why men are so hurt and destroyed because they don't have that that comfort and knowing that it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. And on. it's okay to express yourself come and on. not be judged. Come on. Ooh, we come on, somebody. We can, come we, on, let's we, take can do, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. And see, even though the fatherless child episode was later on, this goes with the fatherless child. Yes. I am that kid that was crying to me the other day because they opened up and seen Angel. A nine-year-old tell me he didn't know his daddy. Raised his hand and cried mm. to me in the class. I had one of the coworkers come get him like... Come get this baby. Console this baby. Please come down here and get him. I consoled him. You know, I consoled him and then another student consoled him. And I told these, and I'm, I'm teaching these eight and nine year olds, listen, y'all would have never knew that. Everybody's going through something. Stop beating people up. Stop bullying That's people. It. Stop being disrespectful. Stop I making mean, these judgmental. rude comments. Stop judging everybody because you have the lack of experience. Get the experience. If you hear something about something, get the experience. Gain that. Ask for it. If I'm doing this and that, and you see it, and you be like, dang, everybody do that? Hey, man, people do that out here. We do that. <laughs> Welcome to the norm. That's it. <laughs> you have not been subjected to the norm. Get out of that box, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And you teach these kids that, and it's like this boy just start crying. But my question is, is, is the fact that he's a fatherless child normalized in his household? Is it talked about? Is anybody saying, hey, how are you doing? Do you feel like you need a male figure? You, you need some. I know that your father's not here. I understand that, but I'm gonna do the best I can to try to get somebody to step in so I can teach you how to become a man, a young man first, and then as you become a young man, you will learn to become a man. Is anybody talking about that, or is somebody working too much? They gotta do the laundry. They gotta wash the clothes. They gotta cook. There's no time. But that come back to that single parenting thing. That's why I I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say single mom or single dad. Single, single parenting. Parent. Mm-hmm. It's called the single parent. Because you still got to pay the bills. You still got to make sure that meal on the table. You still got to help with homework. You still got to wash clothes. It's, it's so much that come, come with on. single parenting. I'm telling you, it's and, a struggle. And, and, and everybody everybody don't have an Anton, a Determined Marie, a Corey mentality, a Dante, you know what I'm saying, Atlanta, Angel. Everybody don't have that. But we have that mentality because we went through it. That's it. Corey was a single, had a single parent. Anton just saved a single parent. Determined Marie told us she was a single, had a single parent. Mm-hmm. You were kind of single parent. Mm-hmm. Let me try. Come on, single. On okay. I had so a single I grew parent. up with both parents, but I lost my father at 14. Uh-huh. Come on. And then Hello. I lost my mother at 31. Mm. Uh. So to say weddings, I, I didn't walk down with nobody. I walked down with pictures. Mm-hmm. Come on. Best friends. Come on. Sisters. Come on. It's it, it different. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real. Come on. Come on. Listen. Listen. It is, it is so real. And I just really want people. I really want people to even teach. You know, I mean, just kind of pay attention sometimes. I know. And it's hard for teachers to. When I say I'm getting the inside look of teachers, there's such a respect that I have for them. The ones that are actually that actually really care, mm-hmm. the ones who actually put that time in, and who really try with these kids. And it's so unfortunate that you have these parents out here 
who really don't give a damn. Correct. And they want these teachers to raise their kids Mm -hmm. and be responsible. Like, nah, this your child during the day. No, sweetheart. Until they get in trouble. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but then, hold on. Single parent, fatherless child, and you got grandparents raising kids. That's it. So what does that become? You got people. And kids raising kids. Come on. So let's go back to teen pregnancy. And then you got grandparents raising kids. They tired. They done raised their kids. They done been here since Mm -hmm. 1941. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they now they gotta raise this eight-year-old in 2023 who loses his mind. Mama was a crack mama. You know, crack baby. You know, mama don't care. Daddy don't care. Daddy ain't there. He in jail. He still ain't. He trying to be on the block. Or something. They they ain't getting along. They just got a divorce. So if I ain't going to be with you now, man, I ain't going to do nothing, man. I ain't got it right now. I ain't got it, you know. But you out of the club on a Saturday. That's it. These are all. And I say this not to down nobody, but I say it because it's reality. It's what's going on out here right now. But hey, who am I? I'm just. I just. Go ahead, talk, talk to me, determine. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but me and Angel are blood cousins, and we were raised in a household. My grandmother had 14 children, and her and my grandfather were married and together, living in the household through the struggles, the conflict, or whatever. I just think it's the morals and the times have changed. People's outlook on life, uh, they don't want to grow up and be responsible adults. I don't know who else on this line, but I know back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, most of the grandparents were still two parents in the household. And that's why I can't understand why it was so many uh, generations after that where the parents did not step up and want to co-parent. There's no reason for two parents not to be able to co-parent and raise their children together unless one of them has to be absent. And, you know, without, you know, they have to be absent and it's out of their control. My oldest daughter, uh, is, she's 30 years old and her dad is 47 years old. And right now to this day, he does not know who his father is. His mom got upset and she refused to ever give him the identity of his biological dad. And it has tormented him for the most part of his life, and as a result, he became an absent parent in his children's life. So it's like a generational curse. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it becomes. If I ain't got you no know, and it's, it's, it's normalize that, normalize that fact that I don't have a father. You know, so so so, so hell, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you know, what life looks that's like. What, that's what it, you know. That's, that's what happened to me. Let me show you how I went through it. You know, <laughs> and people start thinking like that. Well, well, that's what I went through. I did it. See how I made it? I never say nothing stuff like that. I want you to have, I know what it felt like not to have my daddy there. I I know what it felt like not to have my daddy at my one-year anniversary of the Angels Online. Mm-hmm. Where you at, clown? Mm-hmm. But I'm a boy. But there's so many relatives and relatives and other uh, people in society that step up and that become role models to our children. And I just want to commend all of them for that because it takes a village to raise a child. So... You know, children out here have been blessed with aunts and uncles. Look at you, Angel. You play a major part in your nieces and nephews' life, and I know your sister and your brother are grateful for that. So, like, my my perspective on it is just that people need to change their morals and get some understanding on what's really important. And once they get that in their head and their hearts, maybe things will change. And, and selfishness comes in and plays a big part too. While there are so many 
fatherless children, mothers who walk away because it's more so about. Say it again. What we miss, Peaches? It's more so about. I said it's it's more it's so it's more about being selfish than selfless. Mm-hmm. The reason why there's so many single parents mm-hmm. out here, so many fatherless children, motherless children, for whatever reason, parents get they want to be vengeful. They want to have vendettas. It don't work out like you all. I'm just piggybacking off of that. It's more of selfishness, not thinking about the need of the children and more of their needs, the reason why society is the way it is. It's just a lot of selfishness. And to piggyback off that, I'm going to go back when Corey mentioned, Corey said that teen pregnancy, you got adults out here who are teen mindsets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what Peaches was just, uh, determined Marie was just talking about, you know, it's like grow up. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't no reason y'all can't co-parent. Correct. Get it together. It's not about you. It's about these kids. When that school call, they should be calling you, and they should be calling that father. If y'all got to go up there together, y'all work together like a tag team. That's it. For this child, that's what it need to look like. It need tag team back again. You know, that's okay. I was almost was ready to drop it like it's hot because I was excited. I was ready. Oh, you was ready. I was ready. Elena was ready. I was ready. So y'all got to tag team with these babies and let these kids know. No, my mom or my daddy. Kids are proud to say my mom and my daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are so proud yes, to say that. Yes, if you don't yes, understand yes, that, yes. I look at their face. No, my mom and no, I go with my daddy. Now my daddy come to get me. There's a say mm-hmm. so everywhere. I, mm-hmm. I see daddies picking up kids, dropping off kids. Mama's coming. Now my mama coming today. Oh, we got to take the bus today. I love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. But look, let's go. Let's keep it pushing. Bullying. Y'all, bullying. Bullying. It has led to so much out here. This topic is it's needed, but it's just so disgusting. Can we tie bullying, mental health, and the current events all that's, together? That's what we're going to do. Dante, do it. Go ahead. Start it up. No, I'm, go you, you, we're going to do that. We're going to tie these topics together, okay? So bullying. Okay. Let's give some examples. Post, post episode. Anybody see examples of bullying? And it comes in all ways. Mm-hmm. Corey, do you see examples of bullying at work? Elena, Elena I just like, saw it today. Okay. Walking out of my door, a man is beating down this girl's door trying to get in. I mean, bust the windows out, the screen, pushing the door open. I'm sure her head's probably busted at this point, but it, it's real. Like, I, I was just in disbelief. I, I, I wanted to call the police, but as I picked up their phone, they was already pulling up. That means uh. somebody else saw what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Bystander effect. That's it. Mm. Mm. Tony, high school student. Talk to us about it. Let us know. Uh, it's worse in high school for bullying. It it's gets worse? too far. Talk to if that mic. If it's uh, in-school bullying, it will it will get stopped. But if it's outside of school, it won't. Because mm. Either they know where you stay or where you're going to be mm. or who the people you hang out with is all around not a good environment because... Either the bullying ends up getting to a point of them wanting to being suicidal or to them even taking other people's life Come on. from mm. it. Come on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, just recently at the high school I'm attending at, mm-hmm. on Halloween, there was 
a student who went to the school. He's he's 18 now. He passed away on Halloween due to a setup from a female. Mm-hmm. And it was occurring drama between four other people. That's also part of the bullying. It's like, you got to involve other people mm-hmm. to do this to a person that has nothing to be involved with. And mm. just all around messed up. Wow. Wow. Did you, and did you know that young, that individual? I seen him one time, but that's about it. Got you. Didn't really know him like that. But everybody talks about the bullying. Everybody talks about it, right? It's funny because Dr. Carl said in uh, the bullying episode, actually, he stated that uh, all the kids know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They know who's being bullied, you know. But sometimes teachers and people don't find out so the media puts it out there until there's a mass situation. He said that in the episode, you know. It. Said it in the episode. And unfortunately... It manifested. We, it, it manifested, literally. At, you know, Central Visual Performing Arts. Elena is an alumni of that school. Tony's got friends that go there. I had students that go there. Dr. Carl has people that went there. I taught there. there. He taught there. I taught there. Mm. You know, so it affected everybody with that. You know what I'm saying? It affected everybody somehow. But afterwards, you know, it it always comes out afterwards, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this person was. uh, And then everybody's always surprised. (laughs) Oh, my God. How? How? You're surprised. You know, the young man. uh, And I don't want to give this. Too much energy, Come right? On. But the young man was very descriptive in the stuff that he was experiencing. And even before his four years of his high school, you know, um, he experienced in middle school. The teacher, one of his middle school teachers wrote an op-ed in the, in the Post-Dispatch describing the situations that he had went through. So I'm like, okay. And then she, you know, did the whole, you know, I wonder if I could have done anything, you know. And but I'm like, young lady, you let him get that four was, years away from you. Right there. You let him get four years something. away from you. And then some of the other, like, you know, I know a young man who, who teaches there. And he was like, yeah, we knew. We knew. But they just assumed that it was, you know, it was resolved and it wasn't an issue anymore because the young man graduated. No. Mm-hmm. No, I look at it, and this is this is probably not the most politically correct thing to say, but I look at it from the victim's perspective mm-hmm. and the perpetrator's perspective. Mm-hmm. You have to Same. understand... I can imagine, and I deal with patients who who lives in their reality. He, this young man had to go to school every day for four years, experiencing torment. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that. They want to always talk about the end result, the, the how you know the two people lost their lives. No, this young man lived in hell for four years. He clearly outlined that in his letter. Nobody wants to talk about that. You know, I the system. Both the school system and the the health system failed this young man, mm-hmm. and the two people that passed away were the victims of that. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I'm not sympathizing with the young man because you know Speaking at some point reality, when you get old enough, you, yeah, when you get old enough, you have to accept what's wrong and then seek help yourself. He was grown enough; he was an adult; he could have sought help yep. himself. But you know, and all the stuff that his parents did to try to get him assistance or all these other things, but the system failed the young man, and the 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 the, the, the two people who lost their lives were. Where victims of the system fell in him. So. But here's something else. Determine Marie. Yes. You knew that uh, young man from daycare, didn't you? Yes, I was his um, his brother's teacher in as in the green room. We call the room. We call the room by colors. He had a younger brother. He had an older sister. 
and uh, he may have been the oldest, but yes, I didn't know him. I was his pre-K teacher. And um, I just wanted to say that watching him as a child, he was always withdrawn, always off to himself. Mm -hmm. And his mother, you know, she was a single parent that struggled to take care of her three children by herself. And I believe that bullying comes from lack of sometimes love, mm -hmm. fulfillment, mm -hmm. attention. And Orlando may have grown up with John because his mother worked a lot. Mm -hmm. And they had to go to different relatives' houses. You know, sometimes while their mom worked, I don't really know intimately about all of that but i know she was a hard-working mother mm -hmm. and he pretty much when i seen his picture on the news that's pretty much how he looked as a child yep. so for a child to look the same as they did when they grew up i mean for as he, for him to look the same as an adult as he did as a child with that same look of loneliness mm -hmm. there was something wrong there was a fulfillment that he was not getting a need that he felt he had not had not been fulfilled for him. Correct. I mean, even and I do letter, believe growing up he may have been bullied. Yep. In the letter he wrote, he was saying he, I mean, and his mom was very, very, very nice. I mean, I see, I seen her um, when I went up. To I can't hear who's speaking. No, I said I, I, I met his mom briefly. I spoke to her. I gave her a hug when I went up to VAP to do counseling with the teachers. But he, he said in his letter he didn't have any family. Now, I mean, obviously, you Peaches just described what she remembers from his family. So he had siblings and he had a parent, but the feeling, like she said, of loneliness to where he, he felt as though he didn't have a family. I mean, and Angel, you and I both know this because we we're part of the, uh, the same family, mm -hmm. so to speak. I mean, we have our own stuff and our family just don't show up, right? So that's, they're, they're promotes, Let's talk about it. They're promo yeah. They're promoting loneliness. Uh -huh. I mean, uh -huh. even though there's people in the universe to fill those spaces. Right. You know, it, it's how it's perceived. He perceived himself to be very lonely, mm -hmm. you know. And for him to say that he did not have family, and in fact he did, but sometimes you can, as they say, you could be in a room yes, full of people and yes. feel that void yep. of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And what the Angels Online, I, I believe, helps people do is to find that inner love. As he, as he grew older, I believe he neglected himself to find that within himself and that's why he felt so alone and so abandoned because Orlando in fact did have many people that loved him mm -hmm. but we may disregard our family members and our friends as they walk around feeling empty that's why it's important for us to talk to people mm -hmm. as we see that look on their face and try to get in side of them to see what's going on to try to get him some help before it's too late yep. because his family was trying to get him therapy and everything just sometimes that boy never gets filled and i believe bullying has an everlasting effect oh, yeah. not just on children but adults okay. because there's a lot of adults that i don't know if you are familiar with the term gaslighting mm -hmm. a lot of adults do gaslighting to other adults to get their way children mm -hmm. just don't deal with bullying adults do as well come on and, and you know what he did what he did caused a mass situation and unfortunately our condolences go out to um alexandra bell and john jean kuska those two um that were um killed during that incident and then the several kids that had to recover 
from that incident and all the youth that going that are going through trauma and the teachers and the police officers and everybody that had to deal with it myself who had to listen to kids crying over the phone while they was going to safety kids telling me they jumping out the window like i mean when i say unfortunately he decided to take victims with him mm-hmm. but spirit butler who went through 3 years of bullying and could no longer endure it committed suicide Mm. Before she started freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. just recently, because she was so scared to get there. Correct, and we dedicated that episode to her. That's episode five of the Angel Online. Ladies and gentlemen, Elena has to get out of here, but Elena has to give us a good people, good people before she departs. Uh, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Good people, good people. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you got to get a people what they want. Thank oh. you for coming in. Thank you Thank for being you a part for of having show. me. You will be back season three. You will be back. We will be That's discussing it. it, and I will reach out to you for that. Now. We're going to continue on with that. The mental part of all of that. The mental effects of all of that for the kids. And let's talk about it. Dr. Carl, let's let's talk about that. Well, I mean, like um, Pete just said, I mean, you know, there's lasting effects. You, can, you don't recover from bullying. It's not like, you know, losing weight where you lose it and then it's gone, you know, for some amount of time. Uh, you people, remember that. No, for sure. People, people who bully people, bullies grow up to, to be adults who bully. And victims of bullying grow up to be... You know, victims of bullying as adults, like mm-hmm. you see, like gaslighting, like you said, is very real. Um, people who 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 be, who exert, you know, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. as an adult, who become overtly aggressive. Uh, I mean, th- that's that's the, that's the next step. I mean, those people don't stop being bullies when they turn eighteen. It's a mindset that they have. I mean, and it could be easily described as a mental illness. Somebody who will have the desire to. To coerce people, yeah, hurt people. Yeah, there's something wrong. You know, there's have, definitely something have wrong. Have control with that. over people, and but what but doing. you have to you have to find the root of those things. And correct, people correct. don't just be bullies when they walk out the door of their homes. Root I mean, cause analysis. Correct. Something's behind that. Yeah, something 100%. is behind that. And and the mental is so affected when it occurs to someone because if you remember at the age of thirty, you know I was bullied back then. It affected you. Correct. It affected you. You're not just gonna get away with. I remember how I was and. I remember, you know, I did these things because I didn't want to be bullied mm-hmm. or I didn't want to be mistreated. Yep. You know, you do certain things because you get tired of it. And if there's no one there to talk to you about mm-hmm. that, you're going to try to figure out your own way to fit in. Yeah. You're going to try to figure out your own way to get through these issues. And if you, if they're not addressing, you're not able to openly talk about it, it will affect your everyday living and your relationships mm-hmm. with people around mm-hmm. you. So, um... You know, the Central Visual Performing Arts, you know, Tony, you, you heard about that. How did that make you feel when you when you saw that happen? I, I want to hear that. Okay, so... Mike, talking to your mic, baby. Go ahead and let us know. Okay, so I'll give a little detail into, yes. like, well, I was in school that day uh-huh. when it happened. And I... It's probably like a seven-minute drive from the school. Uh-huh. From CPV uh-huh. Central. Yeah. My school went 20 minutes into lockdown mm-hmm. right after it happened. Everybody because, did, yeah. And from what we were hearing, we weren't supposed to be told what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I had a teacher that pulled me and a couple other people out mm-hmm. due to us goofing off. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's a serious situation going on that there is a school shooting going on. Mm-hmm. And once we found out what was the school... Mm-hmm. It was. It was just like, oh, I don't want to come to school tomorrow either. Mm-hmm. It was about 
nine. Uh, I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact. Nine forty-five. Nine forty-five after it stopped. Uh huh. My school was fully surrounded by cops. Mm-hmm. And pretty much almost every school that. I know of was surrounded by cops, mm-hmm. but most of the cops were in Central mm-hmm. due to of how big the building is and uh-huh. and what floor he was on. He was on the third floor. Mm-hmm. After the school shooting, I went to go check up on someone. Mm-hmm. You know who. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sprained her leg jumping yep. out the... Um, I think, out, I think she jumped out the window and she sprained her leg, yeah. her foot or something like that. Yep. When I was, like, thinking, I'm like, that's really wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how does that even happen? How does he get through security? And then it's just like, they never, I don't think they gave any information on how he got it there. But it was just like, that's really wrong. You, you could have got. You could have. Yeah. You you could have got help. I was worried for my friends there. Yep. Yep. I was even more worried about my own life because it's not far. It's mm-hmm. not a far. You could just walk up to the school. Yeah. Why would you have to do that? You took two people's lives for no reason, and you injured other kids. And now. From what I'm hearing, those kids who went to the school don't even want to attend the school anymore. I, that's yep. All the all the kids we know. Guess I heard right? I heard that the school is open, but mm-hmm. they're doing virtual. virtual. Correct. It's a messed up because they're gonna be falling back due to not being experienced in virtual. I don't think nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. It's really wrong. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your input about it. Thank you, and yes. We have, we have a lot of kids that we know that went there. It was, it was. I was crying. I was in. You know, I was worried about the exact same kids that that he's talking about that were injured. That was, you know, and to listen to the panic over the phone, and be right there, you know, on Facetime watching people run and do all that. I'm like, where are all my kids? That I'm waiting for kids to call me. I'm waiting on phone calls. I wait for text messages. I'm Miss Ramsey, Miss Ramsey, Miss Ramsey. I'm like, it's chaos. And so it's a different ball game when you're on the other end and it's actually like your kids, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Tony is my son. Like, if he would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's got friends there. You know, you don't want to get that call. And so it's so sad that those two individuals lost their lives. And, you know, my kids telling me, oh, I jumped out the window. I did this. I did that. It's like, at that point in time, you do not, you don't care about the color of nobody's skin, nobody's race, nationality, ethnicity, know how much they weigh, what they look like. You don't care about none of that sexuality. All these things that the world focus on, mm-hmm. literally, in that instant, was able to go out the window. Mm-hmm. And if they don't realize that, listen, the little things y'all worried about mm-hmm. can go just like that. But it because it takes so much for y'all to leave that, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It takes for people to leave, lose their lives. It takes it take for lives to be on the line. It takes for just mass casualty, just a whole shit show to happen for you to open up your mind, broaden your horizons, and look at the bigger picture in society. Mm-hmm. 
And just it, it, life circumstances, again, we focus on the angels online. To let you know, life circumstances hit everybody. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. You are not alone in what you're going through. There are 30 million Dante, 30 million Tonys, 30 million angels, Antons, Corys, Determined Maria, Landis. There's so many of us out here. And until we normalize that conversation, a lot of people will, will, be, will, will hopefully be reluctant to even open up about anything because they won't talk about it. If you tell me you don't like talking about pork chops or whatever, I'm probably not going to talk about pork chops around you. Correct. Because I don't want you to just, just down me, doubt me, and, you know, talk bad about me. If you tell me you don't, well, I can't stand LGBTQ, I'm like, whoa. All right, well, we're just not going to talk about that because that's a soft spot for Tim, Tom, Tim, Tom, Sarah, Rhonda, Joe, and everybody else. <laughs> like, we're not going to do that because then we'll create an argument because you, you're you clearly not open to everything else that's going on. Correct. So, I mean, it, it, it's so big. Life circumstances hit everybody. Um, Anton, do you, you want to chime in on how it, it, it did it affect you, or determine did it affect you, and maybe how it affected you if you worry about your kids going to school? Yeah, um, it, it was definitely a direct effect to me. Um, I don't know if you noticed that my oldest sons, uh, all three of my sons are homeschooled, and um, I actually was recently pushing to go and get them into school. Um, me and their mother was having a conversation and even in that once i saw these different school shoes and stuff like that it made me take a, a step back on even wanting that mm-hmm. um even my daughter's kindergarten her elementary school i get a phone call one day saying that there's a you know two suspicious people and they got police on scenes and they believe there's a shooting threat i'm like elementary school so i'm rushing to get to the school because I'm, I'm damn sure not gonna let anything happen to my child so mm-hmm. i'm like that energy alone is not something that that feels and being a, a father being a man being a human uh, i don't want anybody that will feel that so if, if it comes down to just being able to understand children better to, to prevent the bullying to put in better situational awareness um whatever it takes i am an advocate i am 100 percent for it and i think we need to do something definitely that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about Determine Marie, what about you? Or Corey, either one of you want to chime in on this school shooting that occurred um, at all? And you know what? I'm going to further say Hello. that. Go ahead, Determine Marie. I, I didn't hear the question. No, I said, did you want to chime in on that school shooting? Did it affect you? I know you have grandchildren. Um, when you heard about the situation at Central Visual Performing Arts, well, uh, like Antoine was saying, like about, I don't know if it was like two months ago, my grandchildren go to an elementary school in Illinois, I think it's the right side, and they sent home, well, they sent out text messages about people uh, that was from people that was inside the school threatening to do something, and it's a very scary situation because it's like, like I said, people that have been through pain, they sometimes want to bring pain to others. Uh-huh. And that's that selfishness again. Pain brings pain, and it also brings information. When people are in pain and they want to harm others, they look up on how to bring about that harm. And I feel like we can't always be on the front line knowing everything that's going on, but there are signs and symbols for the conscious mind, and I think we need to pay better attention to what's going on out here as a whole because some of these things these school shootings could have been avoided because mm-hmm. there were signs like in the case with Orlando in the Central 
uh, the high school on King's Highway. His mother warned the police that he had that weapon. Mm -hmm. The weapon was confiscated from him and given to a relative, and then later on given back to him by that relative. Because there's laws that there's laws that are in place that need to be changed as well. Everything coincide on and things can go hand in hand. Because if there was a law in Missouri that he was too young to even have that weapon, mm -hmm. or what was the need for him to have that weapon if it had been questioned? Those senseless killings at that school could have been avoided. Correct. Yep. 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 And we when we just had, you know, situations happen happen everywhere because we just had on Sunday, November twelfth, a uh, student at University of Virginia opened fire on the several students and he killed three UVA players and injured some. So from what we hear, I mean, there's no motive, but uh, we send our condolences to those kids, uh, Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry. Um, and the other kids who were injured, hopefully a speedy recovery. But this is happening. That was high school, and then it went off to college literally a, a month, not even a whole month later. It's crazy. You know, so it, 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 it's terrible, mm -hmm. and we really just need to look at how life, at life circumstances, and we look, need to look at everything, how we talk to people, how we deal with people, how we make assumptions, how we handle situations. Mm -hmm. We need to reevaluate how we, even how we address a, address a conversation. Mm -hmm. What you say mm -hmm. might cause trauma to somebody. Correct. What you might say bring yeah. it might bring pain. It might seem normal to you, but it might be bring pain to the next person. Mm -hmm. You know, normalize an open conversation. Dig deeper in the conversation. Talk about your feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, and and if you're not comfortable talking around about your feelings to people, find people you are comfortable talking to them with. Correct. And if you gotta hang out, you don't you don't know you might meet somebody tomorrow, and that might be the person that you need to be with. All the time. Mm -hmm. That might be your change for life right there. Mm -hmm. For real. You don't know. It don't take a year or two years to know if somebody's better for you than the person that you've known for 10 years. Correct. In a, in a certain aspect of life. I don't care how long I've known you. If somebody enters my life and I recognize my energy is literally gravitating towards them. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. The hell with that. Mm -hmm. My growth, development is important. To me first. Their growth yeah. development might be important. I might be a valuable asset to them. Do I call them using me? No. <laughs> I bet I want to hang around somebody that's trying to do better, that's doing better than me. I'm trying to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be great. You know, and so I think all those things are important. Treat people how you want to be treated. We got so much going on out here. Man, do we have, this is season two recap. Tony, do you have any la lasting words for anybody before season three? Just you want to tell them to be ready for season three. You're going to be back. You got anything for the youth that you want to talk about? Protect your mental. Anything. You take your time. Uh, take it. We're not. It's not a rush. And if Dr. Carl want to go first, he can. Also, it is a rush. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Corey can go first. You know? No, I mean, I would just say, you know, make sure we're using kind words to people, right? We never know what people are going through. Come on. Um, you know, your word might be the straw. They break the camel's back on, on, on turn that person down and, mm -hmm. and, and getting them to do something um, something viral, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, protect your mental space, you know, first, right? Surround yourself with people that uh, is in addition and not a subtraction. Come on. You know. In it, addition and not. Come hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. You, gotta be ready, you never know what I'm going to say. You got to keep the pause ready. 
No, just for real. Those, all those things are important. I mean, as we get ready for season three, uh, or even if you don't catch season three as you go about your daily lives, I mean, you have to understand that you, you're the only person living in your head. So you got to make sure that you create that safe space for yourself to live in, right? Boom, boom. Anton, anything for the people. Anything for the people. Um, as you know, everything we do here is for the children and, and giving them a voice. Um, I would speak to the world and say, take the time to not only listen, but to understand what that child needs. Um, I've learned as, as I mature and develop different relationships with different people, everybody needs to be loved differently. Everybody needs to be cared for differently. Um, and you have to be willing to adapt and adjust and change. Um, stop saying like, you know, I love you as hard or I love you the best that I can know because real love comes from taking the time to understand what that person needs and giving it to them. Especially when it comes to children. So take the time, look at these children and don't try to love them the way that your parents loved you. Mm. Don't try to love them the way you wish you could have been loved. But learn each and every child. Um, me personally having multiple children as I'm mature I look at them each and every different there are four different people I can't love all of them the same way I can't give them the same energy I can't treat them the same way I can't even talk to them the same way and I think once we start really truly looking at everyone as individuals and taking the time and energy to truly love them as individuals and as they need to be loved then we'll see the true healing in our culture and find out Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Corey, Corey, Corey. Do you have any words Dang for good. the people? I got to go. I got to go after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got to go after that. You know what? Because your voice hey. matters. And whatever you say, you are someone's angel, baby. Look, I say this to the people out there who need a little motivation. I can't. I can't do it for you, but I can tell you there's somebody out there that want to see you become the best version of you, that want to see you accomplish all the goals that you do have, that you think is too far away, bro. Don't think that today's day and age, you got to know, like, it's going to be hard. We live in a world right now, it's it's, it's a different different time, but anybody can do anything like, as far as you getting through something, just don't take the easy way out. Like I tell the people I talk to every single day, every single morning, like everybody's going through something, everybody's dealing with something. Bro, don't look for an out. You got to push through it. You got to find, dig deep. You got to, it's in you. It's mm-hmm. in you. It's in every single person. Whatever you're going through in life, it's in every single person. I feel, honestly feel like deep down in my soul, you're all you need to start the step. Everybody needs somebody else. But to start the step, you're all you need. Very good. Come on. Very good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Determine Marie. Determine Marie. You got anything for these people on season two recap, my love? Hi. Uh, yes, I'm a, I, it was good to hear everybody's opinions, everybody's insights. But my word for today is compassion. You have to have compassion for people. Come on. And that comes with having effective communication. A lot of people say, I want to be heard, but start listening to people. Come on. Be 
an effective listener just like you are a speaker. The power and authority, you have to listen to people. This way you'll know how to interact with each and every person that you cross paths with. Compassion. Compassion has understanding for what they are going through, who they are, what they represent. Have respect for them in their space and love. You can love from a distance. Mm -hmm. Even if you call in or text and see how your family members are doing, your friends are doing, or just associates, that can help a person go a long way. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always being <laughs> blamed for being so distant. But if I call you and you don't answer, I'm going to try to send a text. I'm trying to get better at showing people that I love them, even though I'm far away, because that helps. People need to know that they're thought about, they're loved, they're respected, and that they're being heard. That's what Angels Online is all about. Voices are unheard. That's it. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Very Thank good. You. Tony, you have anything? Uh, check on your loved ones. Talk to the mic, man. Talk to the mic. Check on your loved ones. That's all I got to say. But I'm for sure going to be back on here. There it is. There it is. My word is everything that everybody else said. It's their voice. I'm just here to listen. I'm, I'm just here to give the platform. I say a lot to the people all the time. You know what I'm here for. You can go to the website at theangelsonline.org. You can message me if you want to talk to any of these people at info at theangelsonline.org. I want you all to love one another, to be great. Love on people. Tell them you love them. It's okay to love and kiss on people. I'll tell you that much right now. People love affection. Show them that you love them. Show them that you care. I can show you better than I can tell you, baby. Life is short, and we just living a dream one day at a time, keeping it magical. And y'all know I'm going to have everybody. Everybody got to say that, good people, good people. So we're going to start with Corey. Corey, come on. Don't take all day. Good people, good people. Hey, give it to me one more time, baby. One more time, my love. Hey, good people, good people. Anton, can you please get my babies out here listening to something, please? Good people, good people. Okay, come on. Determine Marie, can you give my adults and my youth something, please? Good people, good people. Tony, come on, man. Give me something, man. Good people, good people. Mm, okay. And then we got Dr. Carl. Come on, sir. Here he come, y'all. Lord <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to pray about it. Good people, good people. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good time with that, ladies and gentlemen. This is the recap of the Angels Online. I am Angel of the Angels Online. CEO and founder, if you want to reach out to me, info at theangelsonline.org. Instagram and Facebook at the Angels Online. YouTube at the Angels Online LLC. And y'all know what I'm going to leave you with, baby. Good people, good people. You got to get the people what they want. Stay connected to what matters. The Commerce Bank Connect app lets you connect with a real banker when and how you need to. Because we're built for personal connections. Commerce Bank. Challenge accepted. Visit us at commercebank.com slash connect. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, bike plus, or tread. Choose from a variety of accessories like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. 
If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.